Black Plastic Mutiny Radio FM, the 20th Street Noise Pop Block Party edition. We got a band coming in, Pity Party. They're coming in maybe half hour or so. So if you're listening live, stick around. Even if you're putting it, if you're listening in the future, if you don't like what you hear, go forward a little because then you'll get to hear people talk about making music. Maybe we'll play their music. And we also need money because. Everything here is falling apart, and we into a lot of duct tape, a lot of staples. We're going to get a psychotic reaction. Going round on the circle line, trying to find a way out. You can buy me, you can buy me. I'm your Nashville. I'm Yeah. 
call. Please leave me a message and I'll get back to you as soon as. Everybody. The song is called Wings. Oh. 
Strange, so strange, strange. 
Folks, this is Flat Black Plastic on Mutiny Radio dot FM. We have the pity party for here for their appearance at the uh, Noise Pop Festival, the 20th Street Block Party, and they're going to be playing at four what time? 445. 4:45 military time. That's 4:45 if you're in my military, and uh, <laughs> they. Uh, are here they brought a record you just heard them play and uh we're gonna ask them how they feel as bay area natives they represent rock or punk rock as far as what it means to be from the bay area is that good to ask yeah well anyone do you is that a bad question no no, no that's a that's a good question um but gotta be honest, I think you're the only one that's not from the Bay. Oh, I guess Dustin's you too, not right? from the Bay Area. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm from the Bay Area. <laughs> Do you feel like you have to defend it? Do you feel like you have to defend it being from here because a lot of people hate this area? Do people hate this area? I, I don't guess. know. I've heard. I've only heard a little bit of hate. 
Yeah, from the Bay Area, from elsewhere. If you go on tour and go outside of this area, do people go, oh, tech is bad, San Francisco is bad, you're left wing, Trump is good? You guys go on tour and get that? Uh, We get that just as California as a whole, though. I think everyone just hates our uh, accent and stuff. (laughs) And just our, the whole, I think the whole state, everyone's like, oh, you're from California, but. <laughs> Do you feel Northern and Southern California should be separate? <laughs> no, I separate legally? N- no. No, they're. I don't feel strongly one way or another. Yeah. I'm fine with all of California, I think. SoCal's pretty chill. SoCal's cool. What is the what is the last song that you guys each of each of you people listen to before coming in here? If you that you remember? Um, I think we listened to Electric Avenue. All right, we're going to play another pity party song. Flappy Like Plastic, you're listening to Pity Parties, the band that we're interviewing here. We just played their song, and I'm going to check next time for, so I can name the song that we played, because I forgot it. And one of them will know it. Thanks, Sinatra. There we go. 
I remember that when I was looking up the band online, I was, said, Dank Sinatra, that sounds like a total weed dealer's name. <laughs> Dude, you gotta go see my friend Dank Sinatra. <laughs> so, what, what, is, what are your guys' favorite things about going on tour, and what are your least favorite things? When I say guys, I mean folks, I mean people. I don't want to be offensive in any way. In gen- that way. Um... <laughs> uh-huh. You first? Me? Yeah, I mean, okay, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> say, say your name so they know you. Oh, this, is, this is Bob. Um, and <laughs> I guess uh, my favorite things about going on tour are like going places I haven't been before or going places that I really love that I have been before. Um, like just also, being tourist, like you're yeah, checking tourists. out a town as a tourist. Oh yeah, I love touristy shit. Bob is the biggest tourist. Oh, the also biggest. the calmest member of Pity Party. <laughs> um, do you do photos? Do you have a, like a website where people go, oh man, that's what whatever that town looks like. Not really. I don't take too many photos. I just stare at stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you take photos up here. Yeah. It matters. Yeah. Um, also, uh, people that we interact with when we're on tour tend to be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Love meeting new people in the scenes that we play in everywhere we go. Do you guys have a favorite town, each of you, where you go, oh man, I can't wait to get to that place because it's it, we always get treated right there? Albuquerque. Yeah, Albuquerque. Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> and why is it? Why Albuquerque? Uh, we have some really good friends that run a DIY collective uh, called Fly Honey Warehouse. Um, they do a lot of support and advocacy in their community, and they cook for us every time we're there. Um, they provide Dustin with four locos. Not by choice. Not by choice. Minus the Bears lunch? At Fly Honey Warehouse. Yeah. I think any time four loco is involved, it's the yeah. gesture that's, that counts. Oh my that's god, all, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, and his Instagram is absence party, and oh it's all a minus the bear reference. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And where else do we like? There's a lot of places. I don't know. We like everywhere. I think now. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, do. I just like seeing. Yeah. There's there's no not really a place that we're like, oh fuck, we gotta go there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, actually, what, like, what was that one place? Um, was it Wichita or something? Yeah, Wichita. Oh, we uh, hate Wichita. We, <laughs> we love the people. I've been I've been to about half the states, and it always freaks me out going to Denver because I can only I can see Kansas. I don't even. I've never been to Kansas. I just know when I see that flatness, I go, "Whoa, fuck! That goes on forever. That's not the ocean." I love Denver. They have that big horse, that big blue horse. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. far. Yeah, the the airport, middle, Denver airport yeah. conspiracy. Yeah, that's great. Also, that City O City restaurant. Yeah, pretty rad. Yeah. What is it? City O City restaurant? Yeah, yeah, it's like a vegan uh, breakfast place in yeah. Denver. In Denver, Colorado. Killer vegan chicken and waffles. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to Studio City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is you guys' favorite food in the Mission neighborhood or in with the neighborhood that you live? Um, Takaria Vallarta is super good. It's on Mission, but I can't remember the cross street. I just used to live like a couple miles from it, so. Very good. What, what about this? We're, we'll take a vote. Taco versus burrito. Uh oh, that's a tough um, one. Ooh, that is a tough Can one. I vote for both? I I like I think I'm a burrito person. 
Do you uh, do you eat the whole burrito, or do you save half after you eat half after you eat the first half? No, I have no self control. I'll just eat the whole thing. Yeah, one sitting. And one you sitting. still weigh a hundred pounds, and you're six feet tall. How does that happen? <laughs> how old, first of all, how old are all of you? How old are all of you? I'm I'm 27. My name is Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, officer? Could you say that to the mic one more time? Uh, Dustin. Can you say that? I'm 27. <laughs> Pink and, hair. And I have pink hair, and I'm six feet tall, apparently. No. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Sitting down. <laughs> very tall torso. Yeah. No legs. No legs. I mean, like, very no, small actually, legs. I have, I have long dancer's legs. Yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> um, you find that the dancer's actually... legs help with your stage antics? <laughs> stage I would say... He's got a real wide power stance. Yeah. But the, the widest dance? power stance <laughs> on this, this side of the Mississippi. Any wider. <laughs> <There's> power, <laughs> is power stance like when you just... Just put your feet real far apart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I think who has the best one is Billy Zoom from X. You haven't seen me. <laughs> you haven't seen six feet of legs and no torso. Wait, when did you become no torso and all legs? Oh, is that what happened? I thought you were all, I, I thought I thought you were all torso. No, Maybe I, you're just six feet of torso, six feet of legs. Yeah, I love Denver. I, that's <laughs> <laughs> also, there's just five people named Dustin that are all 27 in this band. For sure. Yeah. Right, we're we're going to play another song. <laughs> uh, and all the people that you heard just talking will play this at 4.45 this afternoon at 19th and Alabama, which is in the Sunny Mission District in San Francisco, California. It, it doesn't cost money, correct? It is free. It is free like our souls and our minds and this music. And if you don't go down there, you risk judgment. <laughs> we are all Dustin. I got a lot of sweat on my neck. Okay. is marijuana to your guys' music? <laughs> Not important whatsoever. I'm a school teacher. We- <laughs> 
do not but it's advocate. A well, if no, you're we an adult, you definitely make your own choices. But if you are a child, your brain is still developing. <laughs> you make your own choices too. <laughs> but le- but prescription is okay. Pre- prescription drugs do they affect your music? Um, yeah. Prescription drugs. I guess so, yeah. Like yeah. antidepressants. Yeah. Is antidepressants count? Because yes. Um, in yeah. a positive way or a negative way? In a positive way, yeah. Uh, advocate for if people are comfortable with it, getting... Um, you Totally there is like no uh, shame and there shouldn't be stigma in mm-hmm. seeking help for mental health um, and getting yourself to a baseline point where you can keep your head above water and have normal reactions that other people get to experience. Yes. Um, so it's totally... Yeah, we are... We're definitely an antidepressant, pro-antidepressant band. Yep. But do you feel that because of the way the drug companies work, that they get people who would want to be hooked on something that would make them okay, that they give them something opiate-based to just make them quiet? Do you think that's a problem with prescription? With benzos, yes. Yeah. I just know because when I took a bunch of painkillers when I broke my leg, I stopped early, and they said, don't do that. And I said, why the fuck not? I don't want to get hooked on this shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when you do, men, isn't it, if I remember correctly, when you do drugs that affect your brain, you have to wane yourself off very slowly mm-hmm. and then stop yeah. completely, which is when you're most fucked up if you are taking those. And then you have to go slowly back up on another yeah. one. So That's it's just tapering. Yeah. And you, you, it do, do you, can't do you just, just taper until you find something good? Is that what it is now? Yeah, usually you'll, you'll work with your psychiatrist to figure that out. But you, if you just stop cold turkey, you're going to have a weird fucking time. It's not going to be good. But that's more with like daily stuff, not like in the moment. Like, what about what about? Do you think psychedelics have anything to do with <laughs> mental treatment? Yeah. Like, um, I'm saying psychedelics that are made from the ground, like mushrooms. Yeah, not, like not like, lab. Yeah, like microdosing psilocybin. Totally, that works for some people. Oh my god! Don't tell your students that. Okay, I'm not telling my students that. Yeah, I'm not. Just for adults. I just want to be clear. I'm the good teacher. You're the bad teacher. I'm the bad teacher. That's you are the, not the bad that. teacher. You're a great teacher. You're just the the bad influence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm the goody teacher. <laughs> teacher. Do you guys have any other records coming out? Yeah, we actually uh, have a full length. That was a stock question. I just pulled it out of the question band book. It's <laughs> a great question. Pulled it out, yeah. um, because we do have a record that will be coming out next year called Concrete. Um, it's a record that we just finished recording, um, and it's kind of like a it was kind of a therapy piece, um, and hopefully it helps bring other people some solace and comfort. Um, it largely circles material around sexual violence um, and how to support yourself and others through sexual violence and what those feelings feel like. Um, and so hopefully it finds some other people a little less alone in their trauma. Well, yeah, I think that a, a, a lot of people don't realize what creativity can do to curb any sort of mental problems and use artistic creation as as therapy and it's just I think the fact that it's unrecognized is really horrible and I think that even though your guys music isn't overtly you know it's not like you're on a label distributed by some company that you know has a hospital you the fact that you guys are recognizing that and you're saying that your creation wants to go out and keep making things positive I think is makes me proud to know that you guys are doing it because if you guys are doing it that means that there's got to be hundreds and thousands of other people that when they hear you and you say this is what I'm doing, they'll do that like the Velvet Underground or Sex Pistols or whatever. And that's the intent and the hope is that people 
we'll take action because right now, I mean, it's 2019 and we live in a country that's really bad for a lot of people and gives a lot of people really shitty circumstance. There is not equality in this country. There is not comfort for a lot of people and there aren't even basic needs for a lot of people. And so, like, hopefully if, like, you know, we show by action that support is positive and, like, helps a community, then, like, other people will support their communities and that, like, we can act and negate what's been happening. Like, we as a whole society can act and negate what's happening. And w- w- do you guys put out your own record so you can say what you want? Um, we have done distribution through record labels. Sorry, that I'm mostly talking. Um, but... Uh, we've done distribution through record labels, but we do um, definitely make sure that we have all of the autonomy over our material. Uh, we own all of our material, and we find and record labels that And you tell them that, that from square us. one, they, yeah. you know, if you're going to put this record out, you, it's like getting final cut on a movie. Yeah, and I think we're realizing that like, not only do we need um, like our artistic uh, freedom, uh, but also people that are like politically... Um, like-minded to us is how we would like to carry out in the future is just making sure that we're working with record labels that have the same intent as us, working with booking agents that have the same intent as us, people that want to see positivity spread, people that want to see people be supported. Because um, it's, as it's, we've realized it's the most important thing to us that it's like, we need people to stand behind us and with us. Yeah, yeah. What, do you guys ever play at Gilman? Are you too big to play there? No, we totally play at Gilman. <laughs> play at Gilman, um, actually, mm-hmm. kind of a lot. Yeah, we play at Gilman a lot. Uh, we volunteer there. Um, I've been going there since I was like 11 years old. Um, Legally. Yeah. Well, you were allowed to go there at 11? Yeah, I, don't, I yeah. think there's no age limit. Yeah, there's no age limit. Yeah, there's never been I've seen age 11 year old, I've seen there. multiple 11 year olds there. Um, yeah, and it's great. Like, my students love Gilman. It's like, it's a great place. I mean, it was a great place for me as a kid. It offered me a lot of support in a time where I feel like I didn't have a lot of stability and comfort. Are there other places at, in like in Denver that are like Gilman where they're all ages and they're very supportive <laughs> of the community? Do you know anything about Denver? <laughs> no, um, I, there is. Um, <laughs> like, really I forgot the, the name of it. Oh, Seventh Circle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Circle. we don't really okay. know too much about Denver because we've only been there twice. That's the, the last airport. major city you've mentioned. Yeah. But Seventh Circle seventh is Circle, a great yeah. uh, all-ages space there. And where is Seventh, seventh Circle? In Denver. Seventh Circle of Denver. Seventh Circle of Denver. I can't, I can't tell if you're joking. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I don't get the reference. I know, I know Dante and the, the levels. You're saying Denver is hell? <laughs> With that blue Hello, one. Denver. <laughs> let's, let's hear another Pity Party song. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. 
The microphone is up. You you had your chance to ha choose a question that I would ask you that you that I didn't come up with, and the one I came up with was, "Who are you? What is your name?" You don't have to give your last name. You can give a fake name if you're in trouble with the law. And what instrument that you play for the band pity, in the band Pity Party, please? Uh, yeah, my name is Dustin. I play guitar, and bass guitar. <laughs> Um, I, I play the, the, the normal guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my name is Dustin, and I also play the guitar. The and, bass uh, guitar, though. The bass guitar. Four strings. Four of them. My name is Dustin, and I play the guitar. What, what, are, you, what are you guys doing? <laughs> my name is Dustin, and I play guitar. Uh, my name is actually Dustin, and I play the drums. <laughs> And my name is Dustin. <laughs> and these people, they make me come with them. And I don't know what they, what they make me do. They say, you call yourself Dustin, and you have to go on stage and play this thing. And it, you plug it in and make a noise that cause problems with my head. <laughs> That's all of us. That's all of us. And uh, what, what, what tells about the origins of the name Pity Party? Or if it was a second choice, did you have any other choices besides Pity Party? It was a first choice. It was a first choice. Um, yeah. It actually came from your guys' full US tour with Place Called Home. Uh, three bands were formed. There was like a big plot line. Uh, there was Pity Party, Popular Kids, and Awful House. Yep. Uh, and it was like each member of the band that they were touring in had decided they wanted to start a side project uh, and the popular kids were going to be mean to Pity Party and they were going to eat at the Awful House and it was like a it whole a plot whole line um, and none of those bands ended up playing music or doing anything and we just decided to be stubborn and play a bunch of music. And so they were just like, they turned into gangs? Perhaps. I don't know what they're doing now. <laughs> you could <can> say that. <laughs> <laughs> if they may be. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Dustin, what do you think? <laughs> we yeah, gangs. 
<laughs> what about if, to, why is the record called Concrete? Um, the, uh, it's a very dark um, subject matter. Um, but uh, to keep it vague and brief to not make uh, like elicit any trauma from anyone, um, it comes from a story um, of a girl that was um, abused and um, she was encased in concrete. Um, and the story is called Cement Girl, um, but I didn't encased want- Encased while she was alive? Um, she was tortured and murdered and then um, encased in concrete. And so um, I didn't want to name it Cement Girl so people would think about that story, but I wanted to still like give honor to that story. Um, and so concrete was like a parallel name to it. I did not keep that vague. I'm very sorry if that was uncomfortable for anyone. I think that's a great story. That I, that's the kind of thing that I like. I said I didn't really plan a bunch of questions, and to get that response is just. I feel like if I was on TV or something more popular than this, I would go yes. I mean, I still did a yes, but it was like a small yes, not like a Fox News yes. But I was like that. That's a great story, and I just thought of that question. Does anybody have anything else that might fit that description where you would say, oh, I have this awesome story and I've always wanted to tell on the radio? Ooh. Um. The internet radio. The internet radio. I don't know if we should. No. What story are you going to tell? I don't know. There's no. A lot. We have a lot of stories. But... You can change names if you want. Or use no, initials. We have to change That's all done. of our actions. <laughs> 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 Um, what, uh, what, what about that, uh, what was that place in Tucson, that taco place? No, we're not. That? Okay, we're not going to talk about it. Here we go, back to the tacos. <laughs> we can't tell stories about how we fight racists on radio. What, 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 is, what is your favorite places to get tacos when you go on tour? We call them tour tacos. Uh, Poncho's Tacos in Vegas. Oh, yeah, that's good. That place, hell good. That is, yeah, hell Dustin, good. you are right. Yeah. What about Torchies in Austin? Dustin, you're also I, I, I said Poncho's Tacos. <laughs> the other no, Dustin has the floor right now. Excuse me. My favorite, my favorite taco place. They say, don't bring the crazy punk rock people with you if you come to get the taco. <laughs> my name is Dustin. <laughs> Well, we got to get rid of that kid. He's causing problems. Let's, <laughs> let, let's put on an, another song.
All right, we're back with the pity party people, and they're talking about tacos. You're welcome to ta Taco Talk here on talk, Taco Talk Radio. <laughs> we're listening to the band Talk Talk later because they talk about tacos, and also the guy Taco who did Putting on the Ritz will be by here later. He's playing on the bandwagon stage. Tell us some taco stories, pity party people. Now you got to oh, talk about. Uh, uh, oh, so like or, what? Or like Taco Bell. Yeah. Talk about the Taco Bell. Oh, yeah, I talk about Taco Bell. Story. Wait, which one? Which one are you talking about? The Taco. No, you were saying something else. No, that's what I was saying. Oh, Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. we went to Taco Bell like a couple nights ago, and it was pretty, um, pretty wild. <laughs> Taco Bell. Taco Bell in what part of the area? Uh, we were in. Is the Taco Bell is on Telegraph? Sorry, my mouth's full. Um, is the Taco Bell is on Telegraph and West Grand? Yeah. What in kind of West? In Oakland, downtown. Yeah, down. Yeah, and uh, we were in line, and there's like important. two. Yes. Taco Bell's always got that. Taco Bell's always lit. It's right got, always got shit going on for real. Yeah, it was it was a pretty long line. We were like third in line or something, and then someone cut in. There's like two entrances, and one entrance. This is, is the a drive through. Entrance. It's a drive through, by the way. And this person came in and tried to cut off the person in front of us. And they were like yelling at them and were like, nah, you know, and they sped up a little bit. So they kept trying to cut us off instead. And then the people in front of, of um, her were like, no, nah, you, you gotta get in the back. And, you know, et cetera, like, you can't cut all these people. And she had turned up her music louder. Um, what was she listening to? She wouldn't, she wouldn't answer me when I asked her. Skillet. What she was I think it was Skillet. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. <Sick>. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so she turned it up really, like loud, so... And just started singing along to it yeah. instead of actually speaking words to, to anyone. Like yeah. showing she was ignoring you by yes. singing along to it? Yeah. Yes, and then so um, when the other car moved up, we moved up again too, and then she drove even faster and was trying to cut us off more, and then we are like, you know, yelling, like, yo, stop what you're doing. Anyway, yeah, anyway she oh rear-ends the car in front of us, and they all get out of the car, and they're hella mad, and it's so funny, and they're just like... They're hella well-composed, though. They're like... Yeah. But it was funny. They were like, oh, shit, now you gotta give us your insurance. Yeah, yeah. and then, like, she... Did the cops show up oh, and everything? Did you guys stick around for that? The cops oh, and we everything? were in the line. We were stuck. The we cops didn't show up, but we were stuck in the Taco Bell line. It was some crazy shit. It was some crazy shit. Like, if you're gonna hit someone's car over some Taco Bell... You need to reevaluate your life. And also, like, yeah. she really could have just gone to the back of the line and just waited for, like, t literally two you more told cars the story to go. so much funnier last night. I just, I don't you know. You told the story real bad. I don't know if I can tell the it. Four right logo now. makes it I know, funnier. Four Logo makes Dustin so funny. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I got a show, but I'm definitely not a 16 logo. I think fast food is, is generally a thing that makes people aggressive because I was at you know you think of the one in Pacifica where it's right on the beach and you yeah. think oh it's that all a nice one yeah that, I was, like, beautiful Taco Bell yeah I was in there one time and the guy was on his break behind the counter and he was eating while there was a long line of people and he was eating behind the counter just looking at this long line and some guy says hey you help me there's all these people behind <laughs> me help me he goes I'm on break he goes well don't eat your fucking food right in front of me Whoa. Whoa. And then he goes, well, what do you want me to do? I'll go outside. He goes, you go outside, me and my friend are going to fucking stab you. Whoa! And so Whoa. he goes, so I have to go in the back to eat so you don't kill me? He goes, or fucking help me get my food, asshole. So, and that's in Pacifica, the pretty little seaside wow. so town. So what we learned is that people will run into cars, stab each other, <laughs> and other shit over Taco Bell. I think Taco Bell is possibly the root of some of the evil in this world. <laughs> like, along with bringing a lot of joy and comfort and nourishment to and a lot late of night people. Food. Nourishment on is a questionable term yeah, when Taco Bell is involved. Cheap vegan food went on tour, but like, 
also I guess a lot of hate. So you know. But then you get to the place. Did you tell the end of that story though. Oh yeah, she she bought all our food for us. Oh, she did buy all our food. Yeah. Okay. So, oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, How much food was it? Pay, and then the was it all five of you? Was like, uh, ye, that that woman in front of you paid for all of your food, which is crazy. We got so much food. Well, yeah. that's not. I and yeah, right. You, you shouldn't have hit their car. Yeah, no, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, she like drove straight into their car. I was like, what were you doing? Because she hit their car. But I was like, why wouldn't you pay for this? Like, Can you describe the cars? Like, was not for legal reasons, but like, was it someone who had a fucked up car, like a smashed up derby? Where I was like, oh, I'm gonna fuck up someone's no, new like nice a, car. Oh, yeah, no, it was like a nice car. Both cool. cars were nice. Both cars were, both were, both nice. Cars were nice. Yeah, yeah and she just drove right into that one. Wow. I hope her Crunchwrap tasted hella good when she got home because she went through a lot of shit to get it. <laughs> <laughs> she went through a whole lot to get it. <laughs> and right wh- what about do you do, have you, when you've been on tour? Do you go to? Uh, you, I know there's other places that are like Taco Bell, like Del Taco, like and, uh, Taco Bueno. Taco, Taco Bueno, bueno I've been there. Sucks. Hey Athen. Hey Athen. Taco Bueno sucks. Hear me. <laughs> but they make tater tots though, like Spanish, like paprika tater tots, right? Taco Bueno? Or I think. I just I don't know. know. I'm so I don't know about Taco Bueno. I don't know. Taco Bueno. Not a fan. Del Taco is uh, way better. Yeah. Everybody else had a bad time at, at uh, Taco Bueno. I loved it. They dunked chimichanga. Taco Bueno sucks. And the chimichanga is, is you're fresh? Wrong. I mean, fresh oh, yeah. out of the oil fresh? Oh, yeah. Not heat lamp it's very fresh. hot. Yeah. See that? You, you can get that on the street here, and people who can't get it on the street, they don't care. Like It's kind of like with beer. Like if you drink Budweiser and you think that's good beer, you're stupid, you know. <laughs> not, no, and you're. I'm sorry. Don't. Uh, intelligence is not. But you're uneducated. I don't. There's no way to get out of this hole. I just don't understand you. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, I'm ignorant. <laughs> but I'm. Uh, with, do you, are, what about when you see a KFC and a Taco Bell under the same literal roof? Do you Do you feel like I'm not going to go to that because it has. KFC Wait, I'm so it. into that because then you can get mashed potatoes and a soft taco at the same time. That's what I was saying to people. People who are against uh, sweet and think, savory together are bad. Do you think bad. they would put the mashed potatoes in the soft taco? No, I don't if think they would. I think it's. Yeah, I think <laughs> but it's you can do whatever you want. That's the thing. That would really <laughs> I think you need to assume some I think accountability it would fuck up in that situation. World too. <laughs> you need to put your, if you want to. No, I don't. I'm not saying I want to do that. I'm just wondering if they would. I'm. I'm not a fan of KFC next to Taco Bell. I prefer KFC to go away. Oh, okay. Dustin's really anti- And there was that rumor that they had to call it KFC because they they called it Kentucky Fried Chicken, and there was like it wasn't chicken meat. They had to change it to KFC because they couldn't use chicken. In the eighties, I remember hearing that going. Mm. That's Wait, what, what does the, the C stand for? Then? Well, they took out the word chicken. Oh, so it's chicken matter? I don't know. Maybe. Oh it was my God. Chicken. <laughs> chicken. I think extract. It, I think it involves <laughs> maybe involves some sort of organ meat. I don't know. Uh. I just know that they got in trouble and they had, there was a timeline change when they had to go from Kentucky Fried Chicken and then it went to KFC and I remember him saying to my mom, what's what's the deal? Why'd they go to just the letters? Is it because people can't read? And I guess if you eat enough KFC, you probably can't read that well, but it just, it made me not understand, I, I... Maybe I'll look it up and stop talking about it. I kind of endorse that idea. We're just so pro-vegan that we're like, you eat chicken, you can't read. Yeah, stop eating chicken. It's poisoning your mind. Well, and also, eating meat's kind of destroying our environment. Animals take a lot of water in their lives.
lives and we should just let them live and not well yeah and that also them. destroy like, a lot of plants lives <laughs> that use that make them grow up just to be eaten because that sucks what if we like that would just suck if that happened to humans if we raised humans to eat them so we shouldn't do it to animals do you watch the documentary about the autistic lady who figured out the cattle thing to to uh get them humanely up to they have this kind of a contraption where they hold the cattle to calm them and she had autism so she used she built her own cattle uh contraption so she could her autism when she was under pressure she felt a lot less anxious and she realized oh that thing that i made like autistic kids totally need to be hugged really bad and when they don't get that it it triggers some bad stuff so she made this hugging machine and she saw at the so you can tell i'm really high can't you <laughs> well no, it, it, I, uh, well, now now i know but she's a ba she basically said she's not a vegan at all but she said i want to have these animals be as stress-free as until the right up until you kill them now i don't want them sitting in a small area or like there was this trough of water that they had to go through that they the people who did it fucked it up and they were all dying she said look i see in pictures and i can do this and you know they'll be happy until we kill them and i think n until we get to the point where people realize where they get their animals from, and I think it's turned into a horrible, weird, like leftish, leftist, uh, hippie cliche to know where your food is from, and that's a horrible thing. You don't need to know where your food is from. Just like, it's real easy to not have your consumption be inhumane. Like, there's Beyond Burgers at friggin' Burger King now. Impossible Burger King, beyond that talk. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's easy. Fast food restaurants are helping you be vegan now, too. So yeah. everyone can do it. You can be cruelty-free and live your life. And also, you can live your life with eating meat. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, do, 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 yeah, yes, do yeah, what you want. Yeah, but be nice. Are there, yeah, any, nice. are there any be companies nice. that you, uh, as a band, say, I don't want to support? Like, I don't want to support Walmart because they put small things out of, small companies out of business? Or do you have any pet peeves where you say don't support these people boycott Amazon because it's owned by Dick Cheney or whatever within our financial means because we are all of like a lower economic status like we try to have our spending be cohesive with our political views but like organizations like Amazon that supplied materials to ICE we don't support um, we shop at Walmart though on tour because we have to it's cheaper um, especially because we tour like 200 days of the year. So it's just not an option to get bulk items other places. Um, but we do as often as we can and within our means, we try to only... Try to to spend ethically. Yeah. 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 yeah I... mm -hmm. Well, uh, we're coming up on a little bit. Jeff, Jeff's doing his storytelling thing coming up. So yeah. if you're listening... Uh, get ready for that. I don't know how good of a job I did, but I think that these people were very nice to put up with my rambling, and they gave a, a lot of good information. And I think, again, even if you can't make the four, four, five at the 19th in Alabama, you should. You heard their music. I think it's 
they speak for themselves and then their music speaks more than them so if you like what you heard with them talking and if you like what you heard with them playing even if you can't go to the thing today look in your com- online and say there i'm gonna go to you know R- royal bull or what Golden Bull. Royal Bull. I, I bought that in Chinatown. It gave me a rash. We're always uh, touring out, playing festivals, flying to places. Um, so just if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on social media, um, and we'll be in a city near you soon. But yeah, the real good to hear is our handle. <laughs> what, what's a handle? Like our. Our name. If you want to find us, Instagram. you can look up the real pity party. Look up the real pity party, and then, then you can keep up to date with all the all the fun all the bells we eat at. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, again, it, I'm. It was my pleasure. I don't ever interview bands. I I feel proud of this, and I I didn't see a lot of people frowning, which I was scared. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. That's good, and uh, I would like each of you to say. Two words to everyone who's listening, because we're we don't have any money here. We're living below the poverty line. Please, each one of you, Dimitri, 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 du- Dustin, <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> My name no, is now, Dimitri. Now Dimitri. You don't, you don't call me Dustin. <laughs> we're say, all Dimitri say now. send say send money. Say send money. Because we we need money really bad. There's someone broke the front window and it cost five hundred dollars. Uh, oh wow. Okay. Okay. The one, the one in the front door, that's oh. open. Who say? Do you want us to say it at the same time, or do you want like a wave, kind of thing where? What, whatever you would feel most comfortable. When you, if you've never done this one, in the past. Two, three. Where are we going? Send money. <laughs> also, stay safe. Stay that's, safe. That's stay true. Stay sane. I like. Stay safe. Stay sane. Uh, maybe not up to you to stay sane, but. Staying safe, definitely important. I was and all- come to Mutiny Radio at 2 p.m. for the for storytelling. Yes. Can we do our goodbye where everybody picks a bitch? One, Wait, what? two, three. Everybody pick a bitch. Um, One, two, three. Goodbye. goodbye. Well, I really fucked that one up. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Damn. <laughs>
www.clapitacplasticmutingradio.fm watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl, that was a beautiful theme song. Thank you. Written by James Taylor. What? <laughs> I gave you so much money for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we are better known by our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, and that is how you can find us on your podcast app. You can find us on our great YouTube channel, and uh, what we do is we watch a full-length movie with you. You watch the movie on YouTube, and you listen to us at the same time. If you're too lazy for that, I recommend going to our YouTube channel. Carl has just synced five of our episodes to the respective movies. We have yes. Dante's Inferno, The Golden Gate Murders, They're Playing With Fire, Peter Pan, and Dr. Jekyll and Miss Hyde. And if you're on YouTube, 
You're playing with fire has boobs. <laughs> so check that out. It's fantastic. We already have 236 views in three days uh, on that one. Oh, really? Uh, everyone else has seven views. Yeah, Golden Game Murder, seven views. Dante's Inferno, two. Sorry. Anyway, so yeah. we'll, what we'll do, we're going to watch a movie. Okay. Uh, Carl, what is the movie? Okay. Today we are watching On the Right Track. On the Right Track, 1981. That's what you put in your YouTube search engine. On the Right Track, 1981. Hit enter. And we would like the channel 80s, 90s movies. Okay? Oh, that sounds like an interesting channel. Yeah. So make sure that you click on that link. Hit pause, rewind to zero, 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 and buffer. All right. Yeah, sounds good. So I'm doing the same thing on the right track, 1981. There it is. Click, and I uh, hit pause, and I move the timer back to zero, zero, zero. And what we're going to do is we'll have a countdown, and when the countdown goes, you play the movie. And I am very excited, Carl. Yes. I may be locked in my apartment going fucking batshit trying not to, trying to live another day, but we have none other. Mm. And the Countdown King, uh-huh. the maestro of the seven numerals, <laughs> Mr. 321 himself, the man who has a podcast right before us here on MutinyRadio.fm, where we stream every Sunday at 2 p.m., courtesy of station manager, number one superstar, Pam Benjamin. We please give it up? Let's get ready to brumba. You know, the world don't move to the beat of just one brum. We please give it up for Paul Brumba. Hi, Paul. Yeah. Hey, guys. Great to be here. I'm really happy and honored to be here and alive. Yeah. We're ready to do this thing. Yeah. On the right track, 1981. Yeah. I was on the right track right. in 1981. Yeah. You guys know the drill. Go ahead, guys. Colin, I want to wish you I gotta say, a happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday to Paul Brumbaugh. Happy birthday. April 16th. To our listeners. Yeah. Oh, You're 56 you years Thank old. You guys. I really appreciate that. There you go. I'm going to be 50 all over again. 156. All right, guys. Here we go. You guys know the drill. And let's do this in birthday style so we can blow out that candle. Let's do this thing. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. 20th Century Fox. Do, 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 That's do. a big ball. Zephyr Productions. Zephyr was created just oh, to promote Gary Coleman. Really? So this oh. is a Gary Coleman movie. Do, do, do. And Lee Phillips just exists Gary Coleman. And we're supposed to learn from this scene that Chicago's just fucking nuts. Yeah, this one. Carl, I have a bad <laughs> movie rule. If the movie sucks balls before the credit ends, it's a bad movie. So just watching a, a woman, an old lady, flip over a, a assailant before the, the uh, credits end, yeah, not a good sign. Oh, Maureen, Maureen Stapleton. Stapleton. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is that her right there? No. No. This is a lady we won't see again. They break them. We do see her again, but they break a movie rule. They're starting off with not a hero, which is a, which is a no-no in movies. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, our favorite movie, the uh, bailout with uh, David uh, Hassel. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. What's yeah. his name? Hasselhoff. That's the same thing. Hasselhoff. That does the same thing. They, it starts off with a guy driving his car, and we never see him again. Well, no, we do see him again. He was the bail bonds boss, the owner. But yeah, but he but he's, right. He was not. That's not the way you start the film. So we start with this lady here. Now, by the way, we got to give a big shout out to the lockers and and uh, the train station because I've never seen one in the last fifteen years. Yep. So God bless. I don't even see lockers in bowling alleys anymore. Okay, now the lady she finds a free locker. She opens it up, and what does she discover? Gary Coleman. What a lucky kid. You know, when this movie, Gary Coleman was born the same year I was. So, I, you know, he's a celebrity that I grew up with, and I always associated everything with Gary Coleman. And when I saw this movie in, uh, back in the day, I was so jealous that uh, he got to sleep in his own locker. <laughs> oh, he's got a Donald Trump mask. He's got a double, very good. He's got a double locker situation. So it's like an apartment for him, about his size. That's because his other roommate moved out and he was able to take the space. Never got a new roommate. Shoeshine boy. Now, I know I'm obsessed by Gary Coleman because he, we were the same age. Uh-huh. And I know that he's obsessed by trains, and he opened up a model train store in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. He was obsessed Denver, with model Denver. trains. Model trains, absolutely. So it's nice to see him in a leading role at a train station. I don't know it's essential. And this is Union State. Oh, His career began. He used to travel here into Chicago a lot for like roles, you know, ki- little kid jobs. Right. So now is the part of the his, film in which we learn that his name is Lester and he's got a million friends in Chicago's Union Station where he lives. Huh. He's talking to one right Just now. Just like in real life. He, this guy owns the pizza shop. You might recognize him from Golden Girls. He was the ex-husband of B. Arthur. Yeah, well, I recognize his mustache from uh, 70s porno movie uh, Tight Jeans. <laughs> My God, look. So, 81. So, he's been doing different strokes, the TV show where he's, where, which launched him. Yeah. Two years. Right. So, at the height, he got the movie. He, well, he didn't. He made this happen, or his agent, or whatever. They they formed a company, and they said, "Look, we gotta capitalize on this now. Get you in a movie." And that's why this is his yeah. first movie ever. And it, he didn't get like go audition for a role. They said, "Let's write a star vehicle." Gotcha. He said, "As long as the vehicle are trains, because as Mike Spiegelman says, I'm obsessed by trains." Now here, oh, there's a comic book. Roth Hyman, Hyman Roth, Hyman Roth. That's Hyman Roth. <laughs> no, but it sure looks like him, right? <laughs> it looks like him. <laughs> now I got to go to Israel. But what do they know? Michael, this deal is bigger than U.S. Steel. We watched uh, The Godfather. We never watched Godfather 2 together, but I told you my father hated Hyman Roth from Godfather 2. He said it was the worst Jewish character he's ever seen. Yeah, yeah. In The Godfather, it made the Jews look bad. They're like, thank God we weren't Italian. (laughs) I don't think it made the Jews look bad. (laughs) Hyman Roth was extremely powerful. Yeah, but he's the kind of guy that, like, gives Jews a bad name. 
or that people think Jews, uh, oh, he's got a pot belly there. I was hoping I could see him shirtless. I've never seen Gary Coleman at that age shirtless. Thank you, movie. This is Bill Russell, who was a very famous basketball star, and he led the Boston Celtics to nine straight NBA titles. They won 11 in total. So he is a big deal. He's tall. He's like three or four Gary Coleman's. <laughs> also, he was like notoriously a jerk, and people in Boston didn't like him, even though he wins for them, you know? He refuses to have autographs. Right. He also he also appears in a movie where it takes place in Chicago. Was that like a fuck you, or was he from yeah, Chicago? He, he, <laughs> this was originally going <laughs> to be in New York when they first wrote it. Uh, as a matter of fact, it had another title called New York Loves Lester. Um, New York Loves Lester? Let me try. Uh, excuse me, two tickets, please, for New York Loves I can't do it. Look, Love Lester. I'm not Gary Coleman said, come on, guys, New York, I'm from Chicago. Is he really from Chicago? Yes, and, well, this, a suburb of. And when he first started acting and going for roles, he would go into uh, Union Station through Chicago with his parents. This is how he started out. So this is sort of near and dear to him. Now, he's only 12 years old right here. Wow. Now, this guy's saying... He's you know, he's a doctor, and it's like, what kind, What are you doing lately? He goes, and he says, artificial insemination. Do you know what that is? And he goes, yeah, it's sex without the fun. Okay, look, here's <laughs> real shoeshine guys, right? And now, right. Bunker here sees, like, a scab. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is big news. I read about that in the Chicago Tribune, front page. Now it's basically... Uh, everyone's on the phone just going. Fuck ah. Oh. Don't do that, mister. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Now we're going to learn that Lester has this special ability. For some reason, and it's inexplicable in the movie, we never learn why, he can pick winners right. for the horse races. Dancing Doll, Fish Dream, and Latest Song. That's the trifecta today. Yeah, I was about to say you should wear a mask when that guy sneezes, but, yeah. you know, that's just me now. Now, this is pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was ahead of his time wearing a gorilla mask. Okay, here's Maureen Stanton. Oh. And she's a homeless person? Yes. Uh, Mike, that's not the really right way to say it. If it's okay with you, we prefer person of homelessness. Um, uh, actually, the unhoused. The unhoused. The unhoused. I, I guess she's a hobo, right? She's a rummy. Mike. Back Mike. Then? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she is a person of hobonequitous. I get... Uh, Gary Coleman and Dabney Coleman mixed up, and I get Gene Stapleton and Maureen Stapleton mixed up. So, yeah. oh, here's the arcade. All right, just drop me off here, Carl. I'm going to hang out here for the rest of yeah. the movie. Well, you know, so am I because I'm such a lech. And here she is, our love interest. Oh, really? Wow, way to go, 12 year old. Yeah. No, 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 not the 12 year old. 
<laughs> you might recognize her from Beverly Hills Cop. She was like the childhood friend of Eddie Murphy, and they tried awesome. to solve the mystery. Right, the one who gets killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's only in like 15 minutes in that movie. She's good in that movie too. Like she's she's actually kind of starts the film, you know. Yeah. It's amazing. You watch these celebrities and they're in movies, and you know their films are grounded. Beverly Hills Cop is grounded. She grounds the film. Die Hard, John McClane has a boo boo and it hurts. Yeah. And then you know the sequels come and we just forget about it. You know, let them do whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter anymore. Jump off World Trade Center and he rolls to the bottom. Oh, ouch! That's smart. Oh, jeez. Oh, um, yeah, I know. Oh, man. Is, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you. This is um, – she was born in Saudi Arabia. I think that was really quite weird. Yeah. Well, I also think it's weird that she's just – she happens to be the one working at the arcade. Well, she's a spider, right? And she even has right. an audition tonight. So we best of luck, lady. Now, when she was a young uh, girl, she was in like My Three Sons and Gunsmoke. But when she grew up, she was like a lot of TV, The Amazing Spider-Man. But we know her from Officer and a Gentleman and Beverly Hills Cop. Right. Well, I, I have to say, I mean, she's great in Beverly Hills Cop. Her name's Jill died. And in this movie, she's Lisa. And she's the sweetest, sweetest thing. Right. I'm surprised there's not more kids in this arcade. Well, we're going to meet a toughy tough kid. Actually, we already met him, who later robs him. Oh, no. Uh, what Jill is doing is like nicey nice stuff, like, t you know, getting him away from, t you know, the th it's like test your knowledge game. Why do I got to play this learning thing? What, it was like a love meter game. Okay, so Archie oh, tries to get help game. from the cop. And the cop's like, call the, call the so-and-so department. I like how uh, the arcade machines don't look real at all. No? God, this, this, this station has it all. It's got hamburgers, pizza, video games. Oh, it's unique. Hot dogs. It's like our Penn Station. I say our like you're still here. Well, you know, I remember Port Authority had a bowling alley, right? And an off-track yep. betting uh, office in there. There was OTB and there was a bowling alley and there was everything in there. Something to eat, newsstands. You could even get a bus. Yeah. Right, yeah. Last bus at 12.30, get back to New Jersey. Yeah. I know that uh, Grand Station had a record store in there. I, I, I shoplifted from that record store. Really? How'd you do it? Tell me about it. I never heard the story. Well, it was winter. I was with Tom Crawl and John Skullnick. Uh, I had a big wintry overcoat. And so we were in there looking through the records. And so I took, just by impulse, by whim, that's the only way I could do it. It wasn't a heist. I took uh, right. Ghost in the Machine by the police. And I, I put it between my belly and the bin. Right. And I kept looking at records and then I just inched it down until I could slip it up my stomach side of my jacket. Then I put my hands in my pocket and gripped. Right. To hold up the record. 
left and right. And then I said very loudly to Tom and John, I got to go pee. I'll be right back. And then I walked out. (laughs) Wow. Whoa. You were just hustling. And it took them forever to come out of the record store. And they were like, dude, we thought you said you were going to come back. Okay, now I never said that. He's fantasize. Jill is like, someday you'll get married, so he's fantasizing it. Ooh. And they're gonna do it. Yeah, they're gonna have artificial insemination. Yeah, gross. Wait, what? Do not disturb for two twelve-year-olds. It's um, they look eight. It, it's just a joke, Mike. It wasn't child pornography. And by artificial, they they are talking about the fish, the the. Wait, artificial, artificial. There's a pun there, and I haven't found it yet. Okay, there was this assassin. His name was Artie, right? Artificial, and uh, he'll do any job for any price. You, you must have seen that headline: Artie chokes three at the AMP for a dollar. Yeah, it might have choked Artie, but it ain't gonna choke Stymie. Choke Stymie. Oh, that rascals! You never saw that episode? No, I probably. You know, I probably did. Probably did. Well, Stymie finds an artichoke and he like peels back each one of those little leaves, leaves, until he gets to the middle and there's nothing in there, and he's all upset and he goes, "It might have choked Artie. Not gonna choke Stymie." (laughs) (laughs) I didn't write it. Nice. So right now it's like, what yeah. is love? And we're learning that, like, not only is he a sharp kid who's quick-witted, but he's sensitive. See, the outside world beat him down. He's an orphan, and he will not leave Union Station. He won't go onto the street. He's deathly afraid of it. Oh, really? He did, he's been in the station? Yep, he lives wow, in he's- the Lockers, he does his shoe shining. Right. He's deathly afraid of leaving, and he's working on his own business. Wow. This guy has got it all. That's right. So, like, really, he's got nothing, but he does have it all. So when he finally has something, that's when his world starts to crumble. So I'm looking at the movies that are hosted by uh, 80s, 90s movies. Yeah. And we've done about a dozen of these. There's Hamburger, the Motion Picture. Right. Uh, then there's also, I just saw it. Uh, on the Right Track, which you're watching, National Men in White. That's great. Men in White. Joysticks. That was great, Joysticks. Oh, hey, you know what? They have I, I I see a movie. We're gonna do it next week. I'm sorry, but okay. uh, I, I we have to do uh, Mac and Me, which uh, it's, it's been talked a lot about. Oh, my science project, The Joy of Sex, with National Science Joy of Sex, uh, and then uh, Loose Screws, Screwball Two, which uh, you weren't around for. I, I did that I with. Uh, hold on, a, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now we've got the love interest meeting. The love interest, okay? Now, this guy, he Uh, is like a sort of cop. 
He's in charge of child services, and he's been called down by Archie Bunker because there's this, you know, orphan. So they're trying to find. Is Archie going to even a cigar? What about that? He's one of those guys that walks around with an unlit cigar in his mouth. Yeah. Well, he's a movie stereotype. And now yeah. they're meeting. You never I understand you know a kid named Lester. Yeah. And what do you think she says? Uh, I don't know Lester. He looks. He definitely looks like he's from Chicago, right? He's got the, the fur hair and the fur beard and the yeah. loose tie. And he looks like he's from the 70s. Yeah, he breathes through his mouth. Yeah. Now, this guy was born in Brooklyn. His name's Michael Lembach. Today, he's a director. But you might recognize him from One Day at a Time.